Unite as the body. Fivefold be prepared. Part one, by Apostle Jacqueline Fedor. The body of Christ should be the most prominent, powerful, authoritative body of people on the planet, but it is not. Why? Jesus paved the way, did it all for us. He defeated the enemy at the cross, conquering death hell, and the grave. He set all of mankind free that would make the choice to die into his death at baptism and be born again through his resurrection. Yet we continue to die. Why? All sins resulting in sickness, disease, and infirmity were borne by the stripes of Christ for mankind. Yet we still sin, get sick, experience terrible infirmity. Why? Even though Adam and Eve sold their souls to Satan, losing everything as they chose his knowledge, mentally swallowed his advice, and ignored the law of God, Jesus lovingly repurchased man. He paid the ransom price with his own life to return them to their Creator. And through his death, he set mankind free of their captivity to this world's master, the world itself and its systems, but we're still very much a part of the world and its culture. Why? To begin with, Satan, wanting to take God's place in the eyes of man, set out to alter them and all God created on earth in effort to make them his. He changed mankind from their original perfect state by crossing angels with humanity, thus making them more suited to building a world that would honor him as king. With man in line with his thinking, he could fulfill his desire to be like God and alter their nature to his image. God said to separate from the world and all pertaining to it, to not touch the unclean thing, can we see why? Satan, through altered man, has, however, continued his plan to alter almost all of creation. Plants, animals, etc. are no longer after their own kind, but mixed and grafted, changing them from their perfect origin. Maybe this is one of the answers to the above question. Why is the body of Christ so dysfunctional? A world fashioned by the knowledge and thinking of God's archenemy is not exactly a place Jesus would choose for his body. Yet for the most part, that is where they are. Although in the world, he was never of the world. So why should those that claim to be his body be connected or attached in any way? Should they be bound to the world's schools harboring the enemy's knowledge or its banking that breaks every law of God concerning finances? Would his body be found teaching in churches that promote false doctrines or remembering he is the word of God, feed his people stale manna? Would Christ's body be affiliated in any way with the governments of man? especially since we know they are propelled by man's intellect, driven by the mind of the enemy.
the word refers to man's governments and their military forces as the beast. The Lord refers to the world's churches, her many religions and secret societies as Mystery Babylon, the harlot of harlots. Christ would certainly not be in any way a part of either of them. Are we? In the first place, Jesus has his own government he operates through. It is known to the world as the fivefold ministry. So here lies another major answer to the opening questions. These gifts of Christ to his people are the head of his body. Yet many sectors of religion are not even aware they exist. They therefore refuse God's gifts. Without his people understanding who and where his government is, Jesus cannot direct his body to accomplish the plans and promises he has for man. He is a spirit, and just as he had a body to function through 2,000 years ago to help his people, so he needs a body today to manifest his work. All the wonderful things he did, the miracles he performed, were but forerunners of what he can do in these end times, as his body is much bigger. Hebrews chapter 10 verse 5 Therefore, when he came into the world, he said, Sacrifice an offering you did not desire, but a body you have prepared for me. The body of Jesus, God's word, was his sacrificial lamb, whose death would jubilee, or set free man, along with all creation. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 19 That is, that God was in Christ, reconciling the world to himself, not imputing their trespasses to them, and has committed to us the word of reconciliation. This is now the job of his entire body, John chapter 14, verse 12. Most assuredly, I say to you, he who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also, and greater works than these he will do, because I go to my Father. He came back at the Feast of Pentecost as the Holy Spirit to dwell in man, to complete his plans, to reclaim and renew all Adam and Eve lost. Because he returned to the Father, meaning he returned to being a spirit, he became the rock, the cornerstone of pure belief in God that now operates through us, living stones that together make up the new temple, a tabernacle for God, his body. John chapter 2, verses 19 through 21, shows us what the temple of God really is. John chapter 2 verses 19 through 21. Jesus answered and said to them, Destroy this temple, and in three days I will raise it up. Then the Jews said, well, It has taken forty-six years to build this temple, and you will raise it up in three days? But he was speaking of the temple of his body, this is not understood even now. Many are waiting for a physical temple to be reconstructed. 
others wait for Christ's return in one body. Still others are oblivious to either one. 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 5 explains today's temple. You also, as living stones, are being built up a spiritual house, body members, New Jerusalem, a holy priesthood, Sion, the government of God, to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verses 16 and 17 says it all. Do you not know that you are the temple of God and that the Spirit of God dwells in you? If anyone defiles the temple of God, God will destroy him. For the temple of God is holy, which temple you are. Not a physical temple, not his original body, but those that are a part of his body today. So, if we could come out from the body of altered people, dedicated to the world, and pull away from the world systems and governments that run them, God would defend us. We are his temple, so he would restore us and rededicate us to himself. We would be fully jubileed. Can you see why Satan does not want us to understand the temple of God? Ephesians chapter 2 verses 19 through 22 Now, therefore, you are no longer strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints and members of the household of God, having been built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone, in whom the whole building, being fitted together, grows into a holy temple in the Lord, in whom you also are being built together for a dwelling place of God in the Spirit. The building of this temple was not completed at the time Paul wrote it, nor is it finished today, but completion is certainly swiftly coming and is a huge answer to our opening questions. Colossians chapter 1 verse 27 To them God willed to make known what are the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Now as we read from Second Peter chapter 3 verse 8, we will see God really hasn't spent much time building this temple, that is, according to his timetable. Second Peter chapter 3 verse 8 But, beloved, do not forget this one thing, that with the Lord one day is as a thousand years, and a thousand years as one day. This scripture paints an exciting picture for us today. Maybe the body is destined to at last reach maturity. Let me explain. How long ago did the Lord conquer all things on the cross? 2,000 plus years ago. We're now in the early morning of the third day, and once again His temple is rising. A new species of living stones not shaped in any way by Satan or altered man, 
it is emerging through those born again through the word. Abraham tithed ten percent to Melchizedek, a symbolic figure of Christ, to pay for this remnant of humanity, the children of promise. You see, God's promise to restore all back to perfection made to Abraham could not be fulfilled through a people altered by the enemy and no longer in his image. Humanity crossed with angels, as revealed in Genesis chapter 6, are simply not as God created them. Their natures are wrong, their knowledge twisted and warped, their vision for life in general shaped and molded by Satan's society, not of God. Side note, you see, God spoke, let us make man, and his word created Adam and Eve. He made this planet a home for them along with all the rest of creation, over which they were to have dominion. They sadly disobeyed his commandments to not touch or taste in any way the enemy and fell from his grace. Their descendants are just like them and all would be lost except, once again, God speaks. He has through his word created a new species. Birthed through the truth revealed for this end time, they matured or metamorphosed into a different kind as they feasted on the mysteries released at God's feasts. Today, they unite and stand as one body, the body of Christ. This new creation is the predestined remnant, the 10% seated by Abraham, reproduced through the word, who, according to Revelation chapter 19, verse 13 and verse 16, is King of kings and Lord of lords, creator of all things. Revelation chapter 19, verses 13 and 16. He was clothed with a robe dipped in blood. He paid our debts, redeemed us. He is the Savior of the firstborn, the Father of the new species, and His name is called the Word of God. And He had on His robe and on His thigh a name written, King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Colossians chapter 1 verse 16 For by Him all things were created that are in heaven and that are on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or principalities or powers, all things were created through Him and for Him. So mankind must hand his altered soul man to Jesus to reshape, renew, give new life. In other words, be reborn or recreated. In John chapter 3 verse 3, Jesus answered and said to him, Most assuredly I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 23. Having been born again, not of corruptible seed, Adam, but incorruptible, the last Adam, through the word of God, which lives and abides forever. We must be reborn through truth, 
which is Jesus, the way, truth, and life. These new creatures are not just born again, however. They are raised up and matured as the mysteries of God are released and truth is fed to them by the fivefold ministers who are themselves fed by those God reveals through. As the newly born experience God's feast in their personal lives, as mentioned above, they too mature to the body of Christ. Their natures become like His. They become flesh of His flesh and bone of His bone. Children of the covenant that are now taught to reason from a database gathered from the mind of Christ. Their society is therefore formed through God's knowledge, guided and protected by the law of God, that is now written on their hearts. A side note, Satan has misinterpreted Scripture, leading man to think they are not under law anymore, thus creating a lawless body of people. We're not under the Mosaic law, but the laws that govern our entire universe are still in effect, bringing order and harmony to all creation that obeys them. Backing these laws for God's children is His sovereignty. Obeying God's law is our victory. Hebrews chapter 10 verse 16 This is the covenant that I will make with them after those days, says the Lord. I will put my laws into their hearts and in their minds I will write them. When he speaks, it is law. All scriptures law. They are his word in written form. In Isaiah chapter 55 verse 11, So shall my word be that goes forth from my mouth. It shall not return to me void, but it shall accomplish what I please, and it shall prosper in the thing for which I sent it. So this new species will once again establish God's law by obeying it and, unlike Adam and Eve, seek counsel from the Word and live through God's knowledge. Isaiah chapter 11 verse 9 They shall not hurt nor destroy in all my holy mountain, for the earth shall be full of the knowledge of the Lord, as the waters cover the sea. The disbursement of this knowledge is the job of God's fivefold ministers. Isaiah chapter 9 verses 6 and 7 speaks of this exciting time. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government, those called to the fivefold, will be upon his shoulder, and his name will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. He is many manifestations, has many roles, but one God. Of the increase of His government, the coming together of the fivefold, and peace, unity and harmony, there will be no end. Upon the throne of David, Christ is the greater David, and over his kingdom to order it and establish it with judgment and justice from that time forward, even forever. 
The zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this as we recognize His intent. Ephesians chapter 4 verses 8 and 11 through 16 Therefore, He says, when He ascended on high, He led captivity captive and gave gifts to men. And He Himself gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, and some pastors and teachers. Why were they selected? For the equipping of the saints, the body, for the work of ministry, making sure that Christ in them is able to work, for the edifying of the body of Christ, keeping order in harmony, providing safety and peace, till we all come to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God, to a perfect man, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. When the body of Christ is matured, and Jesus can live and move through this body, He will again restore, renew, heal, do all He did in one body suit, this time earth-wide. That we should no longer be children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the trickery of men in the cunning craftiness of deceitful plotting. These will walk according to God's knowledge and not be fooled. But speaking the truth in love may grow up in all things into Him who is the head, Christ, and from whom the whole body joined and knit together by what every joint supplies, according to the effective working by which every part does its share. No pew-sitters. Causes growth of the body for the edifying of itself in love. There are no spectators. Christ must have His whole body functioning at their maximum capacity for His miraculous plan to be fulfilled. The fivefold ministers must see this is carried out. This is their appointment by God, and He has anointed them to do it. So, first, the barley, symbolic of God's government, must mature itself before it can become one loaf with Him and fed to others. It must be recognized so the body can be perfected for Christ's use, and in the end, pass over from time to eternity. Isaiah chapter 10 verse 21 The remnant will return, those seated by Abraham to Melchizedek, the remnant of Jacob, the ten percent tithe, to the mighty God. Galatians chapter 3 verse 27 and verse 29 shows us where this remnant comes from. Galatians chapter 3 verses 27 and verse 29 For as many of you as were baptized into Christ have put on Christ and if you're Christ's then you are Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise This remnant will blow the trumpet from God's holy mountain to warn mankind of the impending end of Satan's world and announce the rising of the kingdom of God. It is in this mountain 
the government of God may be found. Hebrews chapter 12 verses 18 and verses 22 through 29 For you have not come to the mountain that may be touched and that burned with fire and a blackness and darkness and tempest but you have come to Mount Sion government and to the city of the living God New Jerusalem the heavenly Jerusalem the infrastructure of this city was formulated by God to an innumerable company of angels they intercede and guard the new species to the general assembly the body members and church of the firstborn the church glorious who are registered in heaven their names are written in the book of life to God who dwells in his holy mountain the judge of all to the spirits of just men made perfect these walk according to their spirits who are connected to God not to their soul man connected to the world to Jesus the mediator of the new covenant and to the blood of sprinkling that speaks better things than that of Abel see that you do not refuse him who speaks for if they did not escape who refused him who spoke on earth much more shall we not escape if we turn away from him who speaks from heaven as the Spirit of God whose voice then shook the earth but now he has promised saying yet once more I shake not only the earth but also heaven now this yet once more indicates the removal of those things that are being shaken as of things that are made by man through Satan's knowledge that the things which cannot be shaken may remain speaking of the works that have evolved through God's people who have entered his rest ceased from their works to do his fulfilling his plans therefore since we are receiving a kingdom which cannot be shaken let us have grace by which we may serve God acceptably with reverence and godly fear for our God is a consuming fire second Corinthians chapter 13 verse 5 examine yourselves as to whether you are in the faith do we walk in the end-time word test yourselves do you not know yourselves that Jesus Christ is in you the hope of glory unless indeed you are disqualified in summation as we become his temple the new species faces life squarely from the perspective of their spirit not their soul man they are steadfast mature and make decisions based on the knowledge of God concerning all things and are therefore a convicted body of people out of them God's tabernacle his body is being raised it is from them his government is coming forth through them new recruits are being summoned for both government and people unfortunately trapped in Babylon are many of God's anointed chosen the trumpets are blasting from God's mountain come out of her my people 
separate from the unclean thing, and I will be your God, and you will be my people. His warriors, chosen for a place in government, are being called front and center. Be filled with God's knowledge and instruction for this end-time battle between heaven and hell. Come forth as safety, shelter, and peace for the safety of God's little ones and the advancement of God's plan for restoration across the earth. Satan weakened the nations. You must strengthen them, unite them, pray, and cover God's work to restore His kingdom. You, called to the fivefold ministry, you have a major part in the restoration of God's creation and the building of a new earth. You are not a title, but a selected vessel for this end time. Be prepared. <laughs>